man, it wasn't it wasn't no 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 funny um interviewers and shit like that before I had did this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I changed the fucking game. And another thing that I did too, that was around the time where uh you know the the the, the G Unit brand was like people weren't really paying attention to it like that. Mm-hmm. I, I I brought some more light to that. I say that. I said the 50 face too. And if you're mad about it 50, then I'm just playing. <laughs> Hello, hot brethren and sisterin. This is your favorite host, Joel Byers, and welcome back to Hot Breath. I'm so happy you joined me today, whether you're old faithful listeners or newcomers. Welcome all. You picked the perfect episode to tune in on. This is our Halloween special, and what better way to celebrate a Halloween then with our guest, Jack Thriller, ladies and gentlemen. His last name is Thriller. How is that not perfect for Halloween? This interview, I've got to say, if you're a fan of his, you've seen him do other interviews, but I guarantee you learn more from this interview about Jack Thriller than you have in any of his other interviews. We cover everything from just his upbringing and how he started here in Atlanta a lot of people don't know he started stand up here in Atlanta getting booed on the reg. So that's always fun to hear about people's failures and how they rose to success and the secrets to his success, whether it be through branding or just, you know, always doing it his way. He's been able to climb the ranks, you know, and get involved with 50 Cent and he has his own, you know, music albums. He has just, he's pretty much the hip hop Howard Stern is what this interview reveals. So you picked a good one to listen in on. Thank you so much. And I must say, if you enjoy this interview, please share your support by leaving an iTunes review. I read all of these reviews and it really helps. You know, you know, this is, this is quality content. This is quality podcast you're listening to. So you giving that vote on iTunes really helps for more people to hear about it. So thank you for your support there. We had a couple New ones, uh, reviews this week, a couple five-star reviews. So I do read these on the air. I appreciate every single one I get. This one was from Nikki G baby that says funny man in the comedy streets, brilliant podcaster in the 600 thread count sheets. Boom. Got bars. Oh, and there was an emoji too. So the iTunes has emojis too. So you could just leave a smiley face or just click five stars. You don't have to type anything. But it really does make a difference. The, another one we had was from Pop-Tart798 saying, The host is amazing. Hot Breath Podcast, more like hot comedy straight out of the Laugh Factory, serving you laughter and fun. Boom. Pop-Tart. Getchem. And the final one, by the one and only Zach Mather, ladies and gentlemen, dropped five stars saying, More like hot breath of fresh air. Joel Money Byers takes the podcast game to the next level. I mean, I don't listen to podcasts, but when I do, I listen to Hot Breath Podcast. Well, thank you so much, Zach and Pop-Tart and Nikki G Baby with 8Ys, all for leaving those reviews. If you would like to have your review read on the air, just drop an iTunes review. And some people, many people really, have been asking about how to become a sponsor of this podcast. Well... Leaving an iTunes review is a great way to get a free sponsorship out of it. Just leave an iTunes review saying what you want to promote, and I'll read it on the air. Simple as that. 
I do have to give a big shout out to one of our sponsors, Comedy Binge. You guys have been hearing me working with Comedy Binge over the past few months. That is the world's first online comedy festival, and it happened this past weekend right here in Atlanta at Relapse Theater. It was absolutely amazing. I was honored with hosting the opening portion of the event and the closing portion with headliner Rob Hayes. It was such an amazing success. Congratulations to Brian Salmon for putting that together. And just based on the uh, numbers he saw last night, he said we will be having it back again next year. So yet another example of Atlanta comedy blazing its own trail in this comedy game. So congratulations to Comedy Binge, and congratulations to you listeners out there for knowing and learning about that. If you'd like to know more about me, I would recommend going to my website, joelbyerscomedy.com. On there, you'll find my schedule, which is weeklyly updated. Weeklyly, weeklyly updated. But you'll find my schedule on there. Uh, there's a video of me performing, links to uh, not only the podcast, but also to, of course, this comedy class I teach this upcoming Sunday. Uh, November 6th will be the first day of the next session. It's an eight-week comedy class. We cover everything from writing to performing on stage to the business. I mean, really, if you're looking for an eight-week crash course in stand-up comedy, hop aboard. There's still a couple spots left. The past three rounds have sold out, so you have a week left to fill in the last few spots. So even if you're curious, whether you're somebody who's never performed comedy but just a fan, it's a great opportunity just to learn more about the craft. And if you're a more seasoned comic, which I have a couple signed up already in this round, it's a great just experience and it forces you to write every week. We workshop stuff every week, so this forces you to write every week. And I give you a bunch of writing techniques maybe you haven't heard before. So it's just it's good for all skill levels. We always have a nice mixed crowd in there. So if you're interested, go to highwirecomedy.com or joelbyerscomedy.com and go ahead and register. You know, Highwire also teaches sketch and improv as well if you're into that, but just it's all for comedy fans. So get with it or get run over. I don't know, that's not the slogan, but um, you know, it's a fun time, so come on out. And of course, you know, if you're on my website, like I mentioned, and you already registered for the class and now you're back browsing the website, you may see the awesome logo when you log on, that was made by the one and only Brian from Comedy Artwork. Yes, this guy is an absolutely amazing artist. If you go to his website, comedyartwork.com, or follow him on social media, at Comedy Artwork, he has projects he's done with Forbes, he's done with the Ringer Podcast Network, he's done with Funnier Die, he's done with Hot Breath Podcast, he's, he's made flyers for me, he's made new just a couple different things that have really become the face of my brand. So just go to ComedyArtwork.com, hit him up on social media and say, hey man, give me the uh, hot breath special. And he'll take care of you. He's a fan of the podcast and an even bigger fan of comedy. So definitely hit him up for all of your illustration needs. It's amazing. I'm so honored that he's a part of the hot breath averse. And of course, you know, he made a flyer for my weekly show I do which is Funny Monkey at Java Monkey in Decatur, Georgia, every Wednesday at 8.30. You can see free comedy from comedians that have been seen on NBC and 
Comedy Central and HBO for free. The show was voted Creative Loafing's best local comedy show right here in Atlanta. So why not come out this Wednesday at 8.30? See for yourself. Kaboom. Well, now you're going to hear for yourself because it's time to get to the guest. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations for tuning in today. This is a big, momentous event. So now I think um, I have ranted enough on this intro. I'd just like to let you know we have a lot of good info. So thank you for supporting the podcast, and I will continue providing you with the Hot Breath Podcast. But I digress. And now it's time. Ladies and gentlemen, hot brethren and sistren, to inhale a hot breath with Jack there we go. Thriller. All right. You, you, you want to shout or something? Oh, I'm good, man. You sure? Yeah. I brought you a water, though, if you want. Get out of here. There I'm you go, water. man. <laughs> nah, but I'm, I'm good. You can, you can take a shot, though, if you want. Oh, you are currently. Currently. What are you drinking? I'm drinking um, Three Point Tequila. It's a te- new um, liquor brand that I'm working with. You oh. don't have to be a player to take a shot. You don't have to be a player to take a shot? Is that the slogan? That's the slogan. <laughs> Let me show you this shit. Oh, snap. Okay. So, yeah, as you can see, it's a basketball going inside the hoop. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it looks like a vase or yeah, something. Yeah, it, 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 I want you to think championship. Ooh. Game. That's, That's what I want bottle. you to think, man. I want you to think the playoffs. You don't have to be a player to take a shot. Hell yeah. I am not a ball player. I am just a tall player. Yeah, you a very <laughs> tall mug. You ain't one of them like tall people that can't play basketball, though, right? <laughs> I just didn't play. That's all. I, I played football instead. My old word? You wide receiver? Uh, well, I used to have muscles. I, I'm actually, um, I used to play offensive and defensive line. Oh, you, did you get cancer or something? And then you <laughs> get cancer survivor? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, hanging out with those fast women. You know that life. Oh, yes, yeah. I do, man. I, I hang out with a bunch of whores, man. Sex room. Matter of fact, follow it on Instagram. At underscore the sex room. Yeah, it's it's hot and spicy in there for sure. I can oh, only yeah. imagine. You run... You've been running with porn stars. You were, hung out with a wasn't Brian Pumper, mm-hmm. somebody an old porn star used to run with. Yeah, what was that life like? <laughs> it, it was it was a uh, very entertaining and whatnot. Um, I I had a really great time. Like it, this is my show right here, Sex Room. Bow. Oh, we get it in, Bow. baby. We get it in. Bow. Now let me tell you what the concept of this show is. Okay. So it's a lot of up and coming um, video vixens and stuff and chicks that. Trying to get on and whatnot, and what I do, I provide the platform for them to do it. Even though they they may never make it, or they thinking about being in music videos or or whatnot, I want them to tell their stories. And one or two things are going to happen. It's either going to motivate them to keep on going, and uh, they possibly might land a, a music video mm-hmm. or get a uh, um, some kind of a booking or whatnot, or they might see themselves and say, I look like a goddamn fool. I do what my mama say and take my ass back to school. <laughs> Have any of them done that? Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. A, it, it is a gang of hoes that changed their life over doing my show after they realized how goddamn stupid they look. 
Really? Yeah. What will they like call you or something? Like, how do you? No, you follow their Instagram and all the naked pictures is gone, and now they got on regular <laughs> clothes and shit, and uh, they got pictures of their kids up. You know, like I, you, I never understood the concept of a, a, a chick being a stripper or a, a video vixen, and you, you know, you'll see her with a thong on in one picture, then you'll see a picture of her baby in the next one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird to me, and yeah, some very yeah. um, what's the word uh, dysfunctional. Yeah, you know, um, and I just couldn't imagine my mom doing that. And, and and that was what her job was. And then I got to go to school, and my friends could follow my mama and see her naked if they wanted to. Uh-huh. It, it, it's kind of weird. We live, in, we we live in a, like a really, really, really re- different um, reality. I, it feels like we're in an alternate reality. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. From when I was growing up and what parents used to be. Well, what did your parents used to be? I, I still came from a dysfunctional household. But it wasn't this kind of a dysfunctional household <laughs> where, you know, uh, I, I had the regular, I had a normal crackhead daddy. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, that's normal. Standard. Standard. Standard issue. Yeah, standard issue. Crackhead daddy. In Decatur, know, Georgia. Decatur, Georgia uh-huh. and shit. Um, and no, actually, he lived in Decatur, Alabama. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I went to go stay with him. But it's funny that I stayed in Decatur, Alabama and Decatur, Georgia uh-huh. at the same time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. What are the chances? And then your mom? My mom, uh, she uh, lived in, uh, um, she's born and raised in Albany, Georgia, three hours outside. Are you familiar with Albany? Yeah, yeah. Dirt roads, all that. I kind of grew up on a farm a little bit, you know what I'm saying, here and there. And um, when I was seven, I moved to uh, Atlanta, Decatur, and uh, that's where I learned how to be myself, Jack Twiller, and... uh, you know, she was always working, man. You know, you've got three kids. You really don't have time to give us the attention we need. So I was raised by the TV. Martin Lawrence, and, um, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, Richard Pryor, Red Fox. You know what I'm saying? Watching just this full house, uh, the uh, Family Matters. These were all, these were my big brothers and sisters. I was the cable guy before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes any sense. The cable guy, like the movie you're the talking movie about? The movie cable guy. Like with Jim Carrey? Yeah, with Jim Carrey. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, except I wasn't as loony. But, <laughs> you know, I wasn't I wouldn't the dude you wanted to be in the class with at the same time. You must have gotten a lot of trouble. I got in a lot of trouble, man. I ain't make it through school. I um, I, In high school, I was supposed to be class of 2000. I went in in 96. I came out in 96. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't graduate high school? I didn't graduate high school. You got a GED? Or? I got a GED. My mom, she took me out because I was getting, I was fighting all the time, uh-huh. you know, because kids all used to t- tease me about my eye, you know, and um, you know, I I was that kid that would um, say something back to you, and you wouldn't like the things that I was gonna say back because mm-hmm. I I I go for the jugular, <laughs> and most kids can't take that shit. Yeah, and so um, you know, uh, my mom just got tired of coming up to the school for me. Said she was gonna homeschool me once again. She had time to do that shit. She had to go to work, so she made me get my GED. Next thing I know, um, school is still going on. Man, people are going to proms and all kind of different things and class trips, planning their futures. They go to college and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm working at McDonald's, you know, trying to figure out what the fuck am I going to do with my life <laughs> at 16 years old. I had a girlfriend. She well, she also went to the school that I, I went to. She was in a class before me, but... Mm-hmm. Once again, I wasn't in class because I didn't go to school. Um, uh, we worked at McDonald's together and shit, and then I got a better job. I started working at uh, MCI WorldCom. 
Oh, real yeah, job. yeah. You remember MCI? That shit don't even exist no more, right? No, it doesn't exist. It's like That's, Bell South. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> Bell South. Yeah, as a matter of fact, one of the dudes that I used to work at MCI with came to the comedy show the other night. Oh, really? I hadn't seen him since I was 16. Wow. Yeah, that was crazy. He found me on Instagram and shit. It, that's all kind of motherfuckers come out the Woodworths when you yeah. become somebody. Yeah. But anyway, and he didn't pay to get in, stupid motherfucker. And I needed that <laughs> shit. But anyway, back to the whole story. <laughs> back to the story, man. And it was only $15. Yeah, it was 15 man. It was only $15 fucking dollars. Hey, I'm not him. You don't have to yell at me. I'm it sorry, was, I'm just a little emotional. That shit. young anger coming it, out it, again. Because he told me that we was friends and he didn't want shit from me. Right. But he still took $15 away from me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's the hustle, man. It's the hustle. But uh, he ain't going to be able to do it again. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I got the job at MCI WorldCom, man. I'm, I'm making $1,500 a week. Oh, wow. You know, selling long distance, man. I always had to gift the gab mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to get a American Express. It was that thing they call it Amex. These little, like, it's like a, these uh, buns or some shit like that and whatnot where you cash them in. They worth like $20 a piece and shit, man. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had money on top of money on top of money under my bed. I was making more than everybody in my fucking house. Man, how old were you? 16. You doing all this at 16? At 16. Man. Yeah. Yeah, and then for some, I got. I think I got fired from M, uh, MC. No, I didn't. You know, I didn't. I didn't get. Yes, I did. I got fired from MCI because it was a couple of other people that was working at MCI that was like making, you know, ten thousand dollars a month. I mean, I'm sorry, a week. Wow. And I wanted to be one of them, so I started lying on the phone. Man, I can get your 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 long distance to zero a fucking month. <laughs> You don't have to pay shit for it. Call anybody you want. <laughs> Internationally, all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so even though I, I, I made $10,000 two times, I, yeah, they, they, they caught on to that shit, fired my ass. And um, I was back working regular jobs. I got this job at um, AmeriCorps. It was a program called AmeriCorps. And that same guy that came the other night, he got fired too, but not because he was doing nothing wrong, because he wasn't selling enough. Mm. And he got a job at AmeriCorps too. Now AmeriCorps was like a a, a volunteer situation where you go, uh, they send you out into the community to maybe uh, to work at schools, like teaching kids how to read and stuff. So I was teaching your yeah I'm, I'm high school dropout. Yeah, I'm a high school dropout <laughs> teaching, teaching kids, kids how to read. from uh, 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 <laughs> in the kindergarten to fifth grade how to read. <laughs> I, I it, it, the kids love me because mm. once again I'm missing an eye. Yeah. So I'm like a cartoon character. Yeah, too. yeah. Um, the, the 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 teachers, they love me even more because I was all buffed out and shit, you know, had muscles oh, and, okay. and all this other stuff. So I was so focused on fucking the teachers <laughs> and everything I got end up getting fired from that. <laughs> what I started doing after that, I started stripping. I got I saw an ad Yeah, I saw an ad in the paper at uh pinups. But back then it was called Guys and Dolls. Oh my god. Yeah, and I became a stripper. My name was um uh Bob Wire. He's small, but he'll cut you. That was my motto. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I used to put peanut butter on my chest and whatnot. And I had the longest songs in the world to dance to. I had D'Angelo, How Does It Feel, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, and um, some genuine shit. Oh, Pony. Okay. I did that before Magic Mike. Wow. And I would be so exhausted. I was the worst stripper ever. I would make $40 a night. You know, and I would get butt naked on the first song. As soon as the song come on, I'm butt naked. All the other strippers, they would like, you know what I'm saying, crowd around me naked, like, yo, Bob, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? 
yo, if you get naked on the first song, we got to get naked. And they're telling me this, and I'm scared, not because I think they're going to whoop my ass, because they're naked and their dicks almost hit me <laughs> while they're cussing me out. Because you're short, so it's probably I'm like short, eye level so with the dick, you. Yeah, it's right in my face, yeah, man. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. And like all the like male dancers be gay. And I know that, because I was there to, like, um. I wasn't there trying to make money. I was trying to get some more pussy. From for being a male stripper. From being a male stripper. That was I was dancing for pussy. I mean, one time I went home with a, a, a old white lady. She was like sixty years old, looked like Blanche from Golden Girls. Paid mm. me two hundred and fifty bucks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the fucker, and <laughs> I felt horrible about it, man. I was balled up in the corner after it and whatnot because the body was so wrinkly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, yeah, I was ashamed of myself. It was this before you're 17 now, dude? I'm that? 17 now. So is this before you get stabbed in the eye? Uh no, or... I got stabbed in the eye uh, when I'm uh 12. Okay, that all happened when you were 12. Yeah, okay. when I'm 12. So I knew yeah. you were born with your eye blind in that eye, blind but then you got stabbed in that eye. Yeah, when I'm 12, I'm always okay. doing some shit that I wasn't supposed to, bro. It sounds like a that's a recurring theme. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't I'm, I wasn't that bright. <laughs> missing the eye and missing a couple screws all at the same time. But it's yeah. working, man. I was I was um shooting dice with some older kids when I'm 12 years old. And uh, uh, one of the guys uh, caught me cheating, and he stabbed me. He stabbed me now. He real quick. He, but luckily it was my bad eye. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you know, I, w- I was, I w- went in the shop for a second, and w- ran home and stuff with the, the the knife or whatever the fuck that shit was. That was my dad take my Damn. shit out. So yeah. like you're 17 stripping. So like you realize that's not working. <laughs> so is that when you start comedy after oh, stripping? Oh man, let me tell you why I stopped stripping. Okay. Oh, you ready for this? Let's do it. Okay, I'm on stage one night. <laughs> and as a guy comes up to tip me, and he was like, yo, let me can I can can I tip you? I'm like, no, put the shit on the stage. I'm I'm cool. And he was like, no, I want to put it inside your G-string. Mm. Now one day he said G-string, it, 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 I always wore a G-string when I stripped, but I didn't realize I was wearing a G-string until a guy came up and said, Hey. Can I put this in your G-string? Uh, and it, when he said G-string, it sounded gay mm. when he was saying it, because I'm not gay. Mm-hmm. But when he says G-string, is a trigger word, and I'm in a G-string. And I was like, whoa, I'm up here with my dick out with a G-string on. This is gay. And I was like, nah, I'm cool. Just put it on the stage. He was, It's $100. He, I, I saw the $100 bill. I never made... $100 off of one set before. So I said, I went over there and I danced right in his face and he put the shit inside my shit. And I was like, man, I am gay. I get off stage. I'm walking to the bathroom. He follows me in the bathroom. I'm scared because oh. he's bigger than me. Uh-huh. And he, I'm, I'm, I'm already, I'm cock diesel. I'm like a little, like hefty smurf. <laughs> I'm pissing. He, 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 he pisses next to me and he said, you got a nice ass. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and I storm out and I, 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 I walked out with butt, damn near butt naked to my Geo Tracker. <laughs> Geo Tracker. My 1996 Geo Tracker. <laughs> and I drove off and I never came back with a G-string on and my shirt <laughs> off. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, well, I, f- I can do that. I can do comedy. I Man, guess. let me tell you something. It, I had been fighting comedy all my life. Oh, okay. so that's the next thing that I'm. I'm actually stripping and doing comedy at the same time. Bruh. And it's a lot of comedians that'll tell you that mm-hmm. I've actually like stripped on stage with my chaps on and a G string on and whatnot as like one of my closing jokes and stuff. And I tell that joke about the guy that uh, that tried me. Wow. And that was my coup de gras. You must have got booed a lot. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was the boo master of the world. Yes. What's a what's an epic story of getting booed you've got over your career? Um, the, the best story of me getting booed, yeah, uh, it had to be. Uh, it was 
Uptown Comedy Club, mm -hmm. I want to say 1999. Yeah, the original. The original mm -hmm. Uptown Comedy Club off Peachtree by Houston's <laughs> and Justin's and whatnot. I'm, I'm, I, I just meet Lil Duval for the first time. And his name is Roland Powell then. Ah, uh, okay. He, before he's Lil Duval. And I, I go over to talk to him. I say, hey, how you doing? My name is Honey Bun. Because my name was Honey Bun, too. Man, I had a whole bunch of shit wrong, man. I know it's a lot. It's a lot. I, I, I went up to him. I was like, hey, what's happening, man? I'm, my, my name is Honey Bun. He's like, man, what the fuck? Honey Bun. That was always usually the reaction, so I was kind of used to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, he had uh, he pretty much ignored me. And um, it was time for me to go on stage. And uh, he was shooting his DVD called That Boy Funny that night, too. And uh, Nard, Nard hosted. Right. You know Nard? Yeah, yeah, I know Nard. Yeah, yeah. Nard used to be, this was back when he was thick and in shape. You know, he was the hottest guy in the city. I don't know if you ever heard that he was the hottest guy in the city at one time. I heard he was like all into the hip hop world yeah, and everything. Everybody knew him. He was on TIL, all that shit. Mm -hmm. And anyway, he calls, hey, next coming to the stage, man, this dude got a funny name. Uh, Y'all start <laughs> clapping for Honey Bun. As soon as they said that T.I. was in there, Ludacris was in there, this is before they, they who they are. Mm -hmm. And they started booing me. They booing me before I get to the stage. But I, you know what? I, I thought I was sexy at the time, too. I had my shirt unbuttoned, I, and, I'm, and my chest was out and all that. So I'm walking to the stage. They're booing me. And, and I'm like, well, I don't know who they're booing. <laughs> and I get halfway there. I'm like, oh, shit. They booing me. I should turn around now. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm almost there. <laughs> oh God, this is embarrassing. It's a lot of bad bitches in here. Oh, I'm gonna get booed in front of the bad bitches. Oh shit, this bad bitch is booing me. <laughs> and I'm on stage and they booing hard like, what the fuck, fuck this nigga, he got that info, faggot ass motherfucker. They, they were saying all this shit to me. And I'm I'm cussing back out of it. Man, fuck you. I'll beat your motherfucking ass. I'll come out there right now. Fuck this faggot. And that's all you heard was fuck this faggot. Wow. Every, every uh, three seconds, fuck this faggot. And then they just start playing the music. Move, bitch. Get out huh. the way. Get out the way, <laughs> bitch. Get out the way. Turn the lights off on me. It start raining in the club on me. Just on me. Like on the cartoon. Just raining on me. And I walk <laughs> off the stage and shit. And uh, Lil Duval said to me, hey, that was funny as hell. <laughs> Hey, can I put you on my DVD getting booed? And I was like, nigga, yeah, I would have to be on that shit. And I was, I just wanted it to blow up. I yeah, yeah. I didn't care whether it was negative or positive. Like, yeah, put me on, man. Were you wearing a wig at the time, too? I wasn't wearing a wig this Okay, night. okay. I wasn't wearing a wig. Yo, you done did your homework. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't wearing a wig this night. Uh, yeah, I was out there. I, I, I did everything that a comedian yeah, a confused comedian trying to find himself with a dude that wanted to be on, and um, yeah, me and that's why me and Lil Duval became friends. And you started working together, and then going on the road, yeah. you're writing for him and yeah. everything, like he, writing for him, opening up for him. Uh, he taught me how to be a, a, a comedian. Um, mm -hmm. I was bouncer, all this shit, man. Personal assistant, washing his car. Wow, became a, a roommate, sleeping on the couch. Mm. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't a roommate. I was just the nigga to stand that were there. Because roommate means you paying rent, and I wasn't paying <laughs> shit. I was just working for food and shelter. <laughs> but it seems like, I mean, you've pretty much your whole career, you've been just being genuine to yourself, though. Yeah, because be, I never stopped being me. Yeah. And I never cared what anybody ever thought about me. Yeah. And is, yeah. That, is that how you started getting incorporated into the hip-hop world, too? Yeah, most like definitely. Like music videos and stuff? Yes, mo most definitely. I mean... One of the, um, the the first actually one of the first videos I ever been was in Move Bitch Get Out the Way. Oh, that was the first okay. video. I was 19 years old. 
Because I know a big one you're known for as well is like Soldier Boy Superman. Yeah, I was Superman in the video. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did that shit. Man, I could have sworn I was going to blow up. Yeah. You know, uh, but the only person blowed up from that shit was Soldier Boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a billion hit this later. Yeah, I see him every time. I'm like, you left me, motherfucker. You left me. You said we was going to be down forever. <laughs> left me. I was Ada Kane Jr. Every time I see this motherfucker, come on, baby. Let's get the band back together, soldier. I'm talking to a motherfucking 26-year-old boy. But yeah. you showed up to the video in the Superman outfit, right? You weren't even, like, planning on... No, you really do you? Yeah, I wasn't supposed to be there. So another fact, another point of the hustle paying off, you just show up in the Superman outfit, right? Hey, I'm going to tell you some funny shit about that. It was two videos I could have been in that day. Uh -huh. One was play a circle. Duffel bag boy. Wow. Oh, it was, or it was a uh, goddamn um, the Soldier Boy video. My only reason why I did the Soldier Boy video, it was a fun song. I saw the kids was gonna be on it, and it was gonna be the new wave. Mm. Even though I love the Duffel bag boy song too, and whatnot. Um, I, I'm, my my uh, cousins, they made up the Soldier Boy dance. There was there was a group called Cash Camp. They were the reason why Soldier Boy even got a, a record deal. You know how you uh, would see. Hear a song and shit, and then you see some people dancing behind it just to right. build yeah. up the hype. My cousins was the first ones to do that. They called Cash Camp, and they had a little video where they had pulled guns out and they had a little dance routine, which is the Soldier Boy dance, the like the original dance, mm -hmm. and it got like over four to five million views on it and whatnot. And then Soldier Boy ended up getting a deal off of that. <laughs> yeah, so they was telling me that they was popping online at the time back in 06, 07. Nobody was like really paying attention my age to the internet like that. And they used to always tell me that it was popping and I ain't know. Then I'm saying, uh, um, they asked me to, to come with them to a, like a show. They went to a high school. We get to the high school, the kids are going crazy over these boys. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, they really got something. Yo, I need to be inside this video. What could I do to make myself stand out in this video shoot? So I like I was telling the Duval, which is he's still rolling pile at the time. <laughs> Um, yo, um, I'm finna go buy a Superman suit. And he was like, man, everybody gonna have a Superman suit at that shit. Man, you ain't gonna stand out in that motherfucker, man. Watch, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go up there too, and they gonna put me in there. You ain't gonna be nowhere in that shit. It was completely the opposite way around. Hating, man. Hating. Bitch ass nigga. <laughs> ban. He's a ban. B-A-N. A bitch ass nigga. And, and I um I uh, uh went to the shoot. They was, I went to, actually, the audition. They were like, hey, you got the part we're going to see you tomorrow and whatnot. They gave me $500. Wow. Yeah. I I, I would have did the shit for free, but I took them $500, mm -hmm. and I, sp I spent every drop of it at Magic City. <laughs> every drop of it. Like a, and from one hole. Oh, on one, man. On one, she took it all. She said she was going to suck my dick and from the back and eat my ass out and all this <laughs> nasty shit I ain't never had done to me before. You know, I'm 24. Never had, never had my ass ate out. Never had my dick sucked from the back and licking my balls. Never had my balls. Hey, I had my, my dick sucked regular a couple of times and shit, but not the way she was talking about doing it. And mm -hmm. do you know this bitch didn't do none of the shit she said she was going to do? Took my $500. And you just had to deal with it. I had to deal with it because when I asked her, hey, uh, so when is this supposed to happen? I had been asking her for like probably like uh, maybe a year after that going on. Dang. I just didn't get it. She didn't. Strippers don't like you in real <laughs> life. It's all a facade. Is it the same with porn stars? Same shit. Porn stars. Being on porn sets. You would think that they porn stars fuck everybody. That's not true. They fuck for money, mm -hmm. even though it's not that much money. 
and and then the the point the, uh, the fucking is like very calculated, and it don't look fun when you're actually watching it, and when it's being in um, uh, pre-production. Oh it's man, it's very calculated. You know, you have to hold these different positions, stay hard, a lot of focus go into it. I don't want to be no porn star. But I mean, despite all that, you still have groupies, and you've been able to, you know, get oh, some celebrity see, loving. See, you're talking about today. You talking about today? Like, I mean, I I, I don't I don't really um, have a problem with ladies at all. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's a, it's a lot more different now. I, like I used to have to say too much shit to get some pussy. It was a lot of jacking off going on. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't even remember the last time I jacked off. <laughs> you know, my, my hand like, hey, we still got a dick. My hand forgot that we had a dick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my hand and my dick don't even know each other no more. When they see each other, they like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? My name is Hand. Hey, I'm Dick. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm just showering. They strangers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, about, I'm about to wash you off, man. No homo. Well, congratulations on not having to worry about that anymore. Made it, praise that's, God. That's when you know you made it. That's when you know you made it. Because it's been a hustle, though, and we talked about you kind of paving your own path and mm-hmm. just showing up in the Soldier Boy video, mm-hmm. doing your own thing. Like, what are some... I know you're now with, like, 50 Cent. You're kind of like the G-Unit comedian, kind of yeah. like how yeah. Lil Duval is, was the um, uh, Hustle Grand Gang, hustle, yeah. Grand Hustle comedian, yeah. But, like, what was your hustle getting into that world? It wasn't, like, when I was... 27 years old, I had took a, uh, I, I used to shoot music videos and stuff. I used to work with a very uh, world-renowned uh, prominent uh, director. His name is Gabriel Hart. Mm. And now his, he call, he goes by Video God. Wow. Every video you've seen from uh, uh, Gucci Man these days, he did it. Oh, okay. Versace, Versace, Versace. You seen that video? Yeah, yeah. He did it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I was his apprentice, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, assistant director on music videos. Like I did, I was assistant director on My President is Black, uh, B.O.B. first video, Live in the Sky, I'll Be in the Sky. Pretty much the whole Recession album on, on Jesus, his second album. You know wow. What I'm I, uh, I was assistant director. That's how I know I do that shit now, even with my show 16 and Better. I shoot music videos and stuff for independent artists. And uh, so I, I know I have a lot of different hats. It's more than meets the eye. Yeah. But anyway, I skipped over your, your question was, how did I get with 50? Um, Just the hustle in general, though. That's part of the hustle, too. Yeah, That's what of, I'm curious about, too. Yeah, I, I, dog, I, it wasn't nothing above me. Mm-hmm. It was nothing above me. I would work on sets and stuff. Like when I would go to be try to be in music videos, I would stay there all day and I would help on set and all that stuff. And I was learning how to work the lights and learning how to carry shit around and be a gaffer, everything. I never was above anything. And um, uh, 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 it got to a point when I was with LaDuval and I was saying he's making $5,000 a show mm. I, and I was only making 100 you know, if, if that sometimes, sometimes even 50 or 75. And I just want to be my own man. So um, he mean, would make five grand and pay you 100? Hell yeah. Sometimes he wouldn't pay me shit. Because <laughs> it was time to pay rent. Wow. Pay man. rent and spending the night. True. <laughs> like, yo, what the, what the I gotta Wow. Okay. I Sorry, do. I didn't mean to cut you off on that, but that's that's baffling. Yeah, man, fuck him. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you know, I'm I, um me and Gabe we, we go to to New York, then we got two videos to shoot. One is for Fat Joe, it's called Joey Where to Get uh Where You Get That Gun. And the other one is for the locks, it's called uh Chasing That Paper. Mm. And um I'm 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 I got the star in my eye and I'm on the locks video shoot. And I'm first time in New York. We drove up there and um, uh, New York is such a beautiful city, man. It's just everything that I've, I've seen on TV. I saw it up there. Yeah. It was crazy. And um, uh, I, I met Sheik Luch and I met Jada Kiss and I, I met, uh, 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 what's the other guy? Uh, uh, Styles P. That, that's the one that's actually my friend. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what's the other guy? But anyway, <laughs> um, 
uh, he uh, they uh, Sheik Luce told me, hey, I like your eye. Don't never lose that. That shit is dope as fuck. And um, when I did the Fat Joe video, Fat Joe, he really was kind of weirded out by me because I had a glass eye. And she didn't know how to, he didn't know what to, uh, how to, like, you know, take me. Uh-huh. And that was cool. But I was like, <laughs> while I'm up here, I, I need to go and um, see if I can make it through a comedy night and whatnot. Because they say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. You heard that before. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. So I called my man Rob Stapleton up and I asked him, yo, where, where, where is that tonight? I, I need to get get on the show. He already knew how I get down because I'm from Atlanta. And, you know, and the one thing about Atlanta comedians, man, we didn't been through the gauntlet. The boo, mm. boo, it's the boo factory down here. Yeah. So, you know, when you, you, you if somebody say that you're a good comedian, you really are a good comedian in Atlanta. So he had me opening up for Capone, the gangster comedy. Yeah, I know Capone. Yeah, he's dope. And uh, I was like, I, and he ain't pay me either, but he got Bruh. me featuring. And <laughs> right. there's two motherfuckers that go on before me. <laughs> but I'm a feature act. You know, I, he doing it just, I guess, because I big and said, hey, man. And, and when I say I big, I mean, I didn't give him a chance to say no. Mm-hmm. Before I left. Hey, man, I really want to go on stage tonight, man. Please put me up. Please put me up. He said, all right, I'm going to let you feature for Capone. All right, cool. I would love to do that. And um, I, I, I featured for Capone, tore that bitch down. And I met this girl right after I got off stage. She, she was gorgeous, badass body, um, nice titties, fat ass, <laughs> flat stomach, dreadlocks. And she was like, I want you to come home with me. Mm. And I was like, me? Rip, this never happens to me. Yeah, off comedy. I'm not that lucky. Mm-hmm. And I'm in New York. I make up in my mind I'm moving here right then and there. And um, yeah, I, I never seen that girl again after that either. Uh, so I, uh, Capone called me the next morning. He said, "Hey, I got twenty five hundred dollars worth of shows for you. You need to be living in New York. Come ASAP." So I made provisions to uh, move in the next three months. And but then before I did that, I was telling my uncle that I wanted to. Uh, I was thinking about moving to New York because I had another uncle that stayed in New York. Mm. And uh, but I didn't. I didn't have a relationship with him like that. So me and him, my uncle, uh, that's in Atlanta. Uh, his name is Cheese. We were sitting down watching Tavis Smile. Everybody got a stupid ass name in my family. But anyway, <laughs> we're sitting down, we're watching Tavis Smiley, and he's interviewing 50 Cent. Mm. And he, uh, 50 Cent said, I'm looking for comedians, writers, actors, directors. And my uncle said, Hey, you need to move to New York. You did, did yeah. I'm going to call my brother and I'm going to get him to let you, let, uh, let, let, get him to let you stay up with him and whatnot and you, for like six months and see what you can do. So he called my uncle. My uncle uh, said, hey, you got six months to get your shit together. I move up to New York three months later, August 6, 2009. And uh, I'm walking through Times Square, and I'm looking around. How the fuck am I supposed to find 50% of this shit? <laughs> the fuck? Right. Yeah, and so I, I, I see these two kids. One of them is a, uh, a, a, a cameraman. The other one is an editor. And they say, hey, man, we've seen the shit you used to do with Lou Duval and all the videos and stuff like that. Let's shoot some skits together. And this is let us get credit for it. You ain't got to pay us a nothing. Shot a skit. It was me uh, interviewing Michael Vick and whatnot. Hilarious. First one. First one. Wow. Goes viral. One of the sites is distance50.com. I was like, Eureka. Mm. That's it. This is how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on. I'm going to goddamn keep on shooting these viral videos, become a viral sensation. And uh, um, uh, uh, send it to disability.com and tell them if they fuck with me. Before and anybody. Before anybody. Exactly. Yeah, so four months later, you know, he actually reaches out to me and says, come up to the office, gave me the address and shit, 
I go meet him. Tony Ayo there. Lloyd Banks is there. They all there, just like on TV. <laughs> and Fifty was like, "Hey, I'm gonna make you the G Unit comedian. I'm put, I'm put you on the radio." And da da da. And the rest is history. Man. Oh yeah, man. I couldn't believe it either. Every time I think about it, I'm like, that didn't happen, <laughs> but it happened. <laughs> but I had, I had the wheel and I had the drive, and I, I believe when nobody else believed, and I didn't care what anybody thought, or, 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 or nothing could stop me, man. I was all the way up. And you you knocked down the door for that whole lane, really. Like I don't know if a lot of people understand, like just all the different hats you do wear and all the influences you actually have had on just the game and it being involved on the internet. Like nah, it's a transcendence. Man, it wasn't it wasn't no 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 funny um, interviewers and shit like that before I had did this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I changed the fucking game. And another thing that I did too, that was around the time. Where uh, you know the the the, the G Unit brand was like people weren't really paying attention to it like that. Mm. I, I I brought some more light to that. I say that I said the Fifty Face too. And if you're mad about it, Fifty, then I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I ain't mean none of that shit I just said. You Fifty Cent, and I'm 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 a peon under you. Uh, if you're listening, I'm sure he's a scary man. Yeah, he's very scary. Yeah, he smacked me one time. He hit you. He hit me. I was playing too much with him. Well, I, I was playing way too much one in the the the, the beginning stages of uh, filling him out. Oh, well, and I you know I was just pushing and pushing until I pushed it too much and it was ah. You like to do that to people though. Yeah, I do. You I, like I got a that. problem. Yeah, you've you've had a couple people with that. I guess most recently two chains is somebody recently, that yep, yep, yep. has become kind of a, a hot topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey man, can, and truth be told, I love two chains. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. I buy all his music. I think he's hilarious. I've seen him. When he was Titty Boy, when he first uh, came up, man, you know, from afar. I used to see him at the comedy clubs and whatnot. I was one of the comedians that he used to boo. <laughs> and, you know, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he don't, I don't know if he remember that, because he be, when he one of them dudes, he act like he don't remember some shit. Oh, just okay. be on some cool shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, uh, that, that that's his own character flaw, whatever. But, uh, you know, I, 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 um. When I when I first moved to New York, one of the first celebrities that I ever seen was Two Chains. Wow! In Times Square, me and my homeboy, uh, you know Chris, set it off, Jones. Oh yeah, Smokey. Yeah, 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 me, yeah. Smokey. Yeah, yeah. We was walking through there, and we saw like, hey, they go, they, they go on Titty Boy. That's Titty Boy, right? Hey, Titty Boy, I bet you ain't heard no shit like this. <laughs> he looked back at us, and we waved at him and shit. It was all good just a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he went in like. Like you were on this drinks podcast, and he he drink go, champs the drink champs podcast. And, and if you don't know about it, go to drinkchamps.com, episode thirty two. Um, Jack Thriller. He goes in like yeah. this isn't just two chains. He went straight back to Jay ATL Boy. on this, yeah. And like when you hear somebody of his power and influence, like vehemently yelling at you, like is there <laughs> are you like are you scared? Like could something come around the bend? Like can I tell you something? Yeah, I was terrified. Okay. <laughs> I was terrified. You know why I was terrified? Because mm. I didn't even do nothing. <laughs> I was just trolling. Yeah. That's all I You're was doing. You just looking for clicks. I was doing it for clicks and shits and giggles. Yeah. I was just playing. I don't want to fight two chains. He told me when he see me, it's on, on site. Dog. I got one eye. I don't have good sight. <laughs> So I don't know what's going on on this side, and mm-hmm. I can't watch my back. Yeah. So I don't want to fight him like that. If, if he want to fight me, I was saying let's like set up a situation 
where you know where we both could get paid from it. He want right. to beat my ass for free. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fight for free and get mm-hmm. beat up for free. Yeah. And on, on World Star for free, where he take my eye out and ransom it on goddamn World Star for uh, if you want your eye, you got to meet me on motherfucking old national and shit by Crefdo Dollar Church or some dumb shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna leave the eye there. Fuck that eye. Is there uh, is there a part of you that being from like the media side? Is there okay. a part of you that under, understanding media and the influence it can have? Is there a part of you like okay, awesome? This is like another it's like another gauge that gets me on the attention ticker. Yo. Uh, uh, Two Chain had said, "Yo, you doing this shit for pub, man? I ain't, I ain't, I don't need no motherfucking pub. Mm. Yo, I do need the pub. <laughs> I yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, Two Chain got me lit right now. Mm. And like I said, man, yeah. I, I want to send him some edible arrangements and some flowers <laughs> and shit. He gonna get something from Valentine's Day for me. I pray for Two Chains every night. God keep on blessing him." And keep on telling him, talk, telling him, talk shit about me, and calling my mama and my sisters and and my daughters pussies and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep calling us pussies. God bless two chains to wake up and hate on me again and whatnot. It's coming from a loving place. I love him with all my heart. So how do you, how do you plan to capitalize on this heat right now? Shit, I don't know, bro. And to be honest with you, I'ma just goddamn ask God to order my steps and figure it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I'm, I'm working every day. I mean, like I said, I ain't. I, I told you my story. The yeah. Same guy I was. Yeah. The same guy I am. I work every day anyway. So this is just a, a extra uh, a, a spotlight on that. People that didn't know me when well, they know me now, and and they going back to go look me up, and yeah. they're like, oh shit, why I didn't know this guy. He's very talented in a lot of different areas. Exactly, yeah. a lot of different areas. I mean, you're you're kind of like you've interviewed everybody, man, and like you're everybody. coming out, your influence in like just the adult film industry and also in music as well. You've done a lot of music. I mean, you really are kind of like a Howard Stern for hip hop, man. And wow, wow, yeah, man. I appreciate that. Are you fucking wow? Hmm. Thank you. I mean, man, I, I never, I never heard that before, man. I, I accept that. I received that, man. And if God, if you got it inside your plan. To get me on that billion dollar level, like yeah. I would start. I would love that, but I know you made me black, so I take a hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> well, people that may not know with the two chains thing, and you're welcome for that compliment, by the way, man. man it, it came no. from the heart on that. Hey, I'm gonna get you some edible arrangements too. Let's do it, man. And some roses. But what people may not know that the two chains thing is pretty much he made a joke about being in the Illuminati, and then you made that the title of the video, and then it went viral. There was that was a miscommunication on some degree as far as your intent with it. Yeah, but you didn't even mean to hurt him. Yeah. You've interviewed everybody, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no need to even go down the list of everybody you've named because you have literally interviewed, like, everybody mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, as a personal interviewer myself, I enjoy just watching them and just seeing how you work in the interview zone and everything. And, like, how, how were you able to, I guess, book these people without having so much pull at the beginning? Like, what was your kind of mode into reaching up to the higher people without having a name? Um... Without having a name, uh, like I said, I stayed on top of what was hot. Okay. And what's hot right now? What's the hottest shit going on this year? What's the hottest shit going on right now? You white man, I know you know how to, you can you can do this. My instinct said dabbing. I know that's bad, but oh I said dabbing. 
No, the presidential election. I'm sorry. I was still in. I was still thinking in that lane. The two chains. I was just still. I'm just. I was being Man, get ignorant. Get off his dick. Oh my no, that God. wasn't two chains. He didn't start the dab. Uh, no, there would, there would have to be uh, the amigos, right? I don't even know I that. Who, who gives a fuck? But right? I was just thinking about something hot and trending. Okay, the hottest thing is the presidential election. Yeah. You're right. So what I would okay. do is, <laughs> what would you say to Donald Trump if you were interviewing him? I would ask, what's the end goal? What's the end goal? Mm-hmm. You'd actually see what I tell you to do is do the same thing I did with Michael Vick with him, Hillary, all those do those interviews. Wow. And do it from what from your perspective and from your yeah, capitalize on that right now. Wow. Yeah, I would say do that because that's going to take you viral, and then uh, you know people are going to see it and oh you that's that guy that wow. did that. So I don't know if you're going to cut this. Cause then, so nobody else won't do it before you do it. Oh, that's true though. Maybe yeah. I should. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's gold. Yeah, that's gold, man. Because yeah. when I saw the Michael Vick interview, I mean, you really you the just people, spliced. The, it's a lot of people that think that I really interviewed him. It looked legit. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, production it, was yeah. there. And they think I really interviewed it, um, Rihanna and Chris Brown and uh, Tiger and Woods, Houston yeah. and Tiger Wood. Never met none of these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it was just well done. It was so well qu- done. Quality has to be there too. And, and, and I knew how to do that shit. Mm. Yeah. But now it's way easier than it was when I was doing it. Because you got phones that are as probably good at cameras as those were back in the day. Hey, talk that shit. Yeah. And it take us uh, maybe two days to produce them skits. And we talk, mm-hmm. we staying up all night, shooting all night, and uh, editing all night and all morning. It ain't like that no more. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of more simpler programs. So you ain't got no, it's easy to chroma key shit out now. Because if we did it on the green screen, match up whatever background he had or Get a oh. background closer to what it is. So you, you could really do that. And on top of that, man, hey, you white. So yo, right. people gonna really believe you, you, you talking to them. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You but won't even get one with Obama, too. Or do one with all three of them. Take it to a whole nother level. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Which and one you gonna win? Would you, what do you release first? Which one of those? I would do Trump first. Release Trump first. Mm-hmm. But but have them in the bank, though. Have them in you the have vault. Have them in the bank. You, you want to drop them back to back week by week. Okay. People gonna want that shit. And then, and you, but you, you and you and uh, search your comedy in there, and whatnot, and from in your perspective, with uh, right, you say what the end goal is. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say what the end goal is, playing when you say what is the end goal to that? And he had so many different ridiculous ass responses. Mm-hmm. You know, you you that shit gonna be crazy. But that's only three people. But I guess after that, I'll just figure it out. You will that... figure it out. Trust okay. Me. Well, when you're interviewing all these celebrities and everything, how do you prepare for the interview? I don't prepare. Uh, I know who they are, but uh, you know who I know most? Me. Mm. <laughs> I know me. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I um, I follow my heart, and it shit just works out. I have a sparkling personality, and I trust me. Mm-hmm. And uh, they trust me, too, it, because it, it is, is no, um, you, don't, you don't see any weakness. You just see strength the whole time. And uh, it, it just works out, bro. Yeah. I, I'm be myself, man. I'm, I, I'm constantly seeking to hear God when he's speaking, man. I, I'm, I meditate all day. I'm we, meditating all day, even when I'm talking to you. Yeah, I'm yeah. meditating. I'm, I'm meditating and texting and mm-hmm. talking at the same time. At the same time. You see, I, am I on beat, though? Yeah. Am I on beat? Yeah. <laughs> and I just posted some shit on Instagram <laughs> right while I'm talking to you. What would you say out of all the interviews you've done? Like, could you pick a favorite? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Man, it's always been a uh, uh, um, fantasy 
to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike Tyson is the standard when I think about fighters and stuff. You know, you, do you remember how exciting? How old are you? I'm 28. Oh, you're 28. Yeah. So you don't really remember the Mike Tyson era, do you? No, I was young. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you ever looked back on it? Yeah, I definitely have. It's crazy, right? Oh, yeah. It was a little intimidating, right? Oh, dude. Yo, I came up in that shit. Yeah. And I was a little boy, and I was like, I want to be him. Because at the time, I'm I'm dealing with bullies and shit Mm -hmm. every day. And then I would do, everybody used to say I was was built up like a little Mike Tyson. I was always real short and stocky and strong because I did push-ups all day Mm -hmm. while I'm watching TV. And, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, I, I want to. I never thought that I'd ever meet him, and uh, it just so happens when he did his Broadway thing, and then when he was, uh, I think he did it. Uh, uh, it was called Undisputed or some shit like that. I forget. I think it's called that. But I went. I paid to see him on Broadway, and the next day, out of nowhere, my homeboy called me up and he said, "Hey, I, you want to interview Mike Tyson tomorrow?" What? I said, "Hell, fuck yeah." Told me to come to his hotel room, and I, I went there and I met Mike Tyson. Man, I, I almost shit a brick. <laughs> and he was so cool. He was so nice. He hugged me, and, and he, he did he did some weird shit. He kissed me too. <laughs> but it, it was on on, it was on cheek and shit. But I I was cool with it. I, it didn't feel gay. It felt like a masculine, you know, yo, I love you, brother mm-hmm. type kiss. Um, stop. To, man, edit that part out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. How about what did you learn from him? What, from the kids? <laughs> what? Oh, from him. What did you learn? Oh, okay. From, Mike? Um, from him, I learned to. Um, he just gave me a, a bunch of different gems and whatnot, and he was just saying that when I asked him some shit like, "You used to say a lot of gay shit, like inside your your uh, 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 promos for fights and like." Yo, I'll fuck you in the ass and make you love me, you bitch ass nigga. You can never be, uh, you can never walk in my shoes, nigga. You're not man enough. You now eat your kids and da da da. da. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm human. You're human. These are all projections and uh, perceptions and images and whatnot. That's who I have to be on the way to. You can't, you you can't believe that you're inferior than anybody. You have to have a warrior instinct going mm. into fights, and that's what that was. And he that's what used to always make him win uh, the fights because he had won before he even got in. And the, a lot of people that would, would face him, they were already defeated because he had then created this persona that was so big and larger than life that they thought it was facing Satan. Mm. You know, And that's how I go into a lot of my, my shit now. But I had already had that mentality anyway. Right. Even, I already had that. You, you could not stop me. You know, I little Duval tell you, I don't listen. I don't listen to anybody. I follow myself. If it, the shit got to sound right to me, uh, I'm 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 not a fool. I, I'm I don't shy away from wise counsel. Um, but if some shit just sound, if you tell me what I can't do, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to definitely uh, uh, go out of my way to, 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 if I'm interested in showing to you I can do it. Yeah, your hustle, and that that's what I was looking for. Even just interviewing you is just. Like, I, you've done a lot of interviews, but none of it has been like, you know, like how? Like, you've really, you've made it all pretty much just from straight hustle and straight will and That's straight it. believing, man. And like, you understanding, I guess, as you evolve, like, branding is something I've been trying to focus on more. Like, is that something you're conscious of? Or? Hey, I stopped doing stand-up for a while because I was like, you know what? I'm not making enough money doing this shit like this. I need to go get famous first and then come back and do it because I already know how to do stand-up. Right, right. Let me brand myself as a uh, a personality, as an uh, 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 up-and-coming icon, 
and then I'm going to go do shit on stage. So it got to a point where people didn't even know that I was a comedian. So when they would see me on stage and I would be telling jokes, like, oh, shit, Jack funny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What the? Hold on. <laughs> I, I thought you was just hosting. I didn't know you was a stand-up. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, so I, I, it gives me the ability to be a new guy again. Right. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that stand up is like a skill that, like, it's, I mean, it's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. You yeah, know? exactly. You, you can do stand up, you can do anything. You can do anything. Because most people can't do stand up. Mm. Some people can act and maybe host or, like, you know, maybe do interviews, but, like, stand up is a whole other animal. Mm. And if you can do that, you get mad respect from everybody. Mm. So that's just, um, just kind of, we'll uh, start landing the plane here, but. Now that it's all kind of culminated, you figured out your brand that it's a personality icon, interviewer. I guess that was all part of your brand. Mm-hmm. Now you've got things, you know, music is part of it. The sixteen or better. You've got the sex room. You've released albums. A uh, thriller gang is another thing. Like yeah. what? It, like I mean, wait, is that a Michael Jackson tattoo? By the way, yeah, is that? Yeah, it's Michael Jackson. Okay, well, so that's is that where Thriller comes from? I'm a big, I'm the one of the biggest Michael Jackson. I'm gonna say I'm one of the biggest. Wow, Michael Jackson fans in the world. Wow. And okay. I've been in love with Michael Jackson since I'm four years old, and mm. I've always wanted to. He was just so amazing. When you see him, it just you see magic. You see something that's just bigger. It, you see the God in him. Mm-hmm. You know, and the effect that he has on people that were to the point where they faint when they see him, and and he talks and. Uh, 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 it's just it's something just so perfect and untainted, and his voice and his sound and music and the mysteriousness is just so enchanting, and it did that for me um, as as a child and stuff. And even as a grown up, I, man, if you go look at my computer right now, mm-hmm. right now, uh, yo, Selena, come here for a second. You see that CD sticking out my computer? What I say? Come show it to him. We have our model here. Oh, Michael Jackson, Greatest Hits. Yeah, the DVD. The DVD, the video. Yeah, all the videos. These, wow. This inspires me. Mm-hmm. That shit is magical to me still to this day. And it just makes me feel like I could do anything. Michael Jackson, he was one of the greatest thinkers of all time. He would always think about these different publicity stunts to get his shit popping. Like the, the, the elephant man's bones. I'm buying the elephant man's bones. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm, I'm going to feel myself being inside an oxygen chamber. He knew how to make you look at him. Mm. Even from the videos, when you go to watch it, Leave Me Alone, and he's laying down, and he's in, on an amusement park. He's the amusement park. The concept of that is crazy, right? Wow. He's the Everybody just riding him this every day, just needing something from They're looking for a thrill. And he's just like, ah, I want to tear this bitch down. Just leave me the fuck alone and whatnot. I'm a, I became a victim of my own own fame, a hostage of it, and everything. But just the way he thinks uh, of, of these different concepts and whatnot, it's just uh, amazing. And I like to uh, adopt that, you know, and I, I hope that people feel that I think the same way. Um, I don't have the, the, the budget or uh, I don't have the, the backing to do it, but I hope that, you know, I would be inspiring uh, to other people that as he is inspiring me dude you're you're inspiring to me i know we look like the odd couple right now i was just sitting here talking but like 
No, I just mean like who somebody like like me would be like, dude, your career, like just you've been doing it all yourself. And that's the great part about the internet is that it is a tool that I mean, you you saw it as a tool before pretty much anybody else and made it your own. Now you're for lack of a better word, I mean, all these things I listed you're doing, I mean, that's it's kind of like, you know, empire level almost, as far as like all these things you're building, and it's not like these are just little projects. Each one is individually successful. Right. And it all fits into this this Jack Thriller brand. Mm. I guess you're kind of at the top of it, and these are all the branches of the tree, maybe. Mm. And this thing you're doing here in Atlanta at Uptown, this like comedy jam, mm. I mean, is it is bringing it back to Atlanta kind of like kind of a, a tip to the city? Because I know I talked to uh, Ronnie Jordan, who's been on here, and he, he said Jack Thriller is ATL. Wow. I didn't know he felt that way. Yeah. I, I know he felt like that, but uh, man, my goal is to buy Uptown. I want to own that. What? Yeah, I was having a conversation with him last night after the show and whatnot, and uh, I'm, I'm, I want to figure that shit out. Wow. And I would like to come down here, and I would really like to turn it into, you know, not just a uh, a, a, a comedy club, but a studio with it, make it its own show, mm-hmm. and take, you know, what I'm saying comedians to a whole nother level, not just black comics at the urban comedy club. I want to make it a comedy club. Uh, that's uh, you know just synonymous for breaking up and coming talent. You know, I, I want when you think of me, I want you to think of Lauren Michaels, uh, mm. uh, 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 Ken and Ivy Waynes, Robert Townsend. Um, you know, just people that cultivated talent, mm. and, and that's what my goal is to. You know, uh, Selena said something earlier. She was talking about you know how. She's something that she admired about me about taking the light, I take the light off myself and put it on to others. But I feel like you're only strong as your successes. Mm-hmm. And if if I can make somebody uh, a blow up, my name lives on also. And it ain't just about my name living on. It's about people being able to take care of their own family and, and also making le- legacies. I would like for um, to have that 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 Lauren, like I said, Lauren Michaels. A legacy where you know you from him came Chris Farley, Joe Piscopo, Eddie Murphy, uh, 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 John Belushi. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Chris Rock, yeah. Tracy Morgan, Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. Or even Ken Ken Ivy Wayne's Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, fucking Jennifer Lopez. So what? She was a fly girl on the show. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. I, I I I would love for people to say. That yo, Jack put me on and what gave me a shot. And uh it is it is what it is. And my name is Live On Forever and inspire other motherfuckers to help other motherfuckers and the motherfucker helping motherfuckers shit just go on forever. Because I mean comedy is segregated, so yeah. you want and it's to... a one man sport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it could like I told the other mother people the other night, and I don't know if you remember in the green room, I was like, hey, sit in the front. Yeah. Help each other. Yeah. Yo, we gotta did. help each other. We laugh, let's laugh at each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If y'all help this uh, we, yo, we all could eat if everybody was just got out of themselves and said, yo, I wanna help everybody. I remember um a comedian telling me, and I said his name earlier, uh, he said, You you ain't gonna make it. You never gonna be rich or anything like that, because you wanna help everybody. Well, fuck it. If I ain't gonna ever make it or be rich because I want to help motherfuckers, so be it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How can you even live? It, 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 I heard Master P say some shit like, if your life doesn't affect somebody else's life, what the fuck is you even living for? Mm. What your life is worthless. If you if you ain't on here inspiring somebody or putting somebody else on, your life don't help nobody else. Fuck you doing living for. 
dude, I'm t- you, you have an influence on people. That's when it hit home with me when I saw your interview with Patrice O'Neill and he bows to you. Like, he's like Jack Thriller. You are like, you are the future. Like, this is one of the OGs. Hey, man, let me tell you something, bro. Man, let me, oh, God. Like, I was a, uh, I, I, I wasn't that familiar with Patrice. Because mm-hmm. coming from Atlanta, you know, he's, he, that's not the type of comedians that we watch. And um, I was sitting down with another comedian, and he was dying at the time. And the name was Todd Lynn. Um, I mean, he was on his deathbed and shit, and da da da. And uh, uh, he, we, I think he had some derogatory shit to say about Patrice. But I had always, I've always heard of Patrice. Mm-hmm. He, his name was buzzing, and he was like, "Yeah, Patrice think he da 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 da." I said, "Yo, I, I think I, I seen a couple of things he did, and I thought it was cool and shit." And I was like, "Yo, let me get his number because I, I love to interview him sometime." All right, here, take it. I, I don't, uh, don't wow. tell him I gave it to you though. I took his number. Uh, I called him. Patrice like, yo, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, hey, uh, 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 this is Jack Thriller. And he said, he, he was like, Jack Thriller from thisfitty.com? And I'm like, oh, shit. Wow. He know me? Yeah. And so he was like, uh, yeah. So uh, he said, how the fuck you get my number, nigga? Yo, I don't mind you having it, but how the fuck you get it, though? Who gave it to you? I said, hey, man, I can't tell you that. But look, I want to interview you. He said, man, I hate when motherfuckers give my, people my number, but I'm glad you got it. Wow. And I, and I didn't, I, I, was, I was just happy that he wasn't going to kill me and he still wanted to meet me. And uh, he, I told him to come up to the G-Unit. He came up to the G-Unit office and, and he wanted to just sit down with me. He didn't want to even do the interview. He just wanted to tell me how the game go and tell me what mistakes not to make and whatnot because he made them. And he said that, yo, people, the, the people need you. Um, you you have a very unique view on uh, 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 life, and um, you know uh, you w- these are the things that's gonna hurt you if you don't get a hold of it. And I was captivated, mm-hmm. and I was sitting down. And he was just like, I told a lot of people to kiss my ass, and I can see that you got that in you too because you want to do everything yourself because people haven't helped you. And uh, he said, but you can't do that. You gotta. You know, you they can still tell them to kiss your ass in your mind, but don't you still don't have to kiss their ass? And uh, you know, uh, he didn't. No time he ever told me he was dying. I, I know that he invited me over his house a bunch of times, and I never went. Uh, I never went because I was always busy. Oh, I couldn't afford to go. Dang, even then, yeah, working at this is fifty it, and all that. I never asked fifty for a dime. Oh, never. Oh, even when he offered me money. I, I didn't accept it because I didn't want to. I, I wanted the freedom to be able to use the brand and make my own money because it's way more money. Oh, and then, if, dang, and then man. if he give me a job and I do something he don't like, then he fired me. Does that make sense? But if he starts to pay you, then he almost in a sense owns, he owns you. me. Yeah, I didn't want him to own me. Wow, I seen what happened when he owned you. <laughs> I didn't want to be one of them motherfuckers. Well, he hits you even when he doesn't know in you, apparently. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I asked Wow, him, man. Yeah. Dude, congratulations. This has been such an inspirational interview, man. Uh, started from the bottom, now we're here. Now I we're guess. Here. From, uh, I know I'm rambling a lot, man. I'm... No, no, it's all it's all relevant, though. Okay, okay. It's, it's all relevant. Please. I mean, you know, I'm, I was just seeking information. That's what I like doing these interviews is, like, I would... You know, I see you at a show, and I'm like, "What's up, man?" But we'd never get to sit down and me be like, "Well, how did this happen? How did that happen? Why?" You know. Oh, you met me before that night? No, that was my first time meeting you. Was oh, at okay, the okay. show. Okay. It okay. was um at Uptown. Okay. Like um two nights ago. Where, so, 
So, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, getting to interview people, you know this. You get to just learn from people. That's yeah, yeah. what this whole thing's about. Most definitely. So it's cool to see you go from doing gospel plays at 12 to now pretty much your own mogul, really. Word, I mean, word, it's, word. And I'm hoping it'll pay off and you can buy Uptown and then cr make it where I don't have to move from Atlanta to be successful. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I, I would definitely love to do that. I would like to make this the hub and shit. Mm -hmm. You know, pull some Tyler Perry type shit for comedians. Ooh. That actually pays off for them and everything and give them life after comedy, you know? Do you do timelines for your goals or is it just you throw it out there and then when it happens, I throw it, it happens? I it when it happens. And okay. I, but I, I do a lot of different things. I heard that when you bite off more than you can chew, you just got to learn how to eat faster. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, man. Well, before we get out of here, is there anything else you want the world to know? Man, follow me on Instagram mm -hmm. at uh, Jack Thriller, at Jack Thriller, uh, spelled the right way, the white way. Um, and Twitter at Jack Thriller, uh, 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 Facebook Young Jack Thriller. This is fifty dot com, Jack Thriller dot com, sixteen the better show dot com. Um, I'm working on an album right now called Girl Give Me a Real Number. I got tracks <laughs> with uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Chanel from Young Money, um, uh, 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 RL from Next, uh, Keith Sweat, John B. Uh, uh, who else? Who else? Tank, mm. uh, uh, Music Soul Child. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a really. I'm singing on it. I ain't rapping either, so it ain't no corny shit. And the music thing isn't even something we had time to get into. But if people haven't heard your music, they should go check it out, man. It's like on a weird owl level, just of humor and creativity. Yeah, yeah. It's but crazy, thing that, the difference is, I ain't making. I'm not doing parodies. No, yours is original. No, it's original music. Yeah, I just. Original. I was. He was the only one that came to mind when I thought of comedy yeah, and music. Exactly. exactly. You know, it's all original. And, and I'm gonna doing. change that. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna change that. That's what's up, man. Well, th Jack Thriller, thank you so much for being a hot breath, man. Hey, thank you for letting me smell your hot breath. Yeah. <laughs> Joel Byers, by the way. Joel my... Byers, I already know your name. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, your full name? Is it Jack Thriller? Jack Thriller. Young Jack Thriller. Young Jack Thriller. All mm -hmm. right. Man. I'm still young. I'm 34. I'm younger than you. So I can still be young. <laughs> Don't do me like that. I'm younger than Selena, too. She's 38. Oh, Selena. Selena. Thanks for being here. Selena's. Oh, now she know me thanks to this. Oh, now that she's gonna blow up. Yeah, now she knows exactly who I. We didn't get that far inside of my life, and when yeah, yeah, you helped me out, so she don't have to ask too many questions and stuff. But no interview has really gone that far in your life. Like you never really go in. Like, I don't really like to talk about myself. If you ask me, I'll tell you. But uh, for the most part, you know, it's all about you. Other helping out. Other yeah, man. that's my mission. That's beautiful. Man. Yeah, I'm still over talking to the mic. No, you're it's good. Like <laughs> but yes. If I can get you to uh, sign this, yeah, these are my show notes. I've been uh, collecting everything. Oh, word. This, this yeah. is dope. Are you a very unique guy, man? I appreciate that, man. I'm trying to do it the right way, you know? No, you're you doing it the original way. Ooh. <laughs> oh. He's a very original guy. Yeah. This guy's going to make it. Boom. Well, that happened. Thank you so much, Jack Thriller. And thank you so much, you, for listening. Yeah, you. You're the one listening right now. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening to this awesome hot breath episode. Hang out with me a couple more minutes. You know, if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know what you thought by just simply leaving an iTunes review while it's fresh in your head right now as you're listening. Go to your iTunes on your desktop or go to your iTunes app on your phone. Just click five stars. That's all you got to do. Last week we hit three. Let's make another goal. Let's hit three this week. With your help, we were really climbing the ranks of that coveted iTunes ranking, so thank you so much for all your feedback there. And if you're wondering, yes, I did, in fact, 
create those interviews he suggested I do. If you go to my YouTube page, Joel Byers Comedy, or my Facebook page, Joel Byers Comedy, all social media, Joel Byers Comedy. You can even go to my website, joelbyerscomedy.com, to see me interview some of politics' most influential people live on the internet. Yeah, it's worth it. Trust me. I'm, uh, <laughs> it was a great idea. I got to give it to Jack Thriller. You know, he has hilarious interviews where he did with like Michael Vick and Tiger Woods was another one you can check out. But, you know, go check out mine with the political kind of hurricane we're in the middle of at the moment. It, it's a nice breath of fresh air, or should I say, a nice hot breath of fresh air for you to laugh at on your daily commute. Yes, indeedy. And if you're on my website, while you're checking out the video and you're like, oh man, that's a dope logo on there. Well, I gotta give props to comedy artwork. Any of you listeners out there looking for a logo or a new flyer for a show, any like some any illustration or design, go to my man comedyartwork.com. Brian is absolutely amazing. Or follow him on Instagram or social media. It's all at comedy artwork. He's done stuff with Funny or Die. He's done stuff with the Ringer Podcast Network. I mean, just but Forbes was another one. Just just go to his website, check out his work, shoot him a message, tell him to give you the hot breath special. And just for you and only you, he'll hook you up the right way. But thank you so much for supporting this podcast and just really what we're trying to do here. If you want more info on what I do, I also have a schedule on my website that advertises shows I do. Like I host a show every Wednesday, Indicator, at Java Monkey at 8.30. It was voted Creative Loping's best local comedy show. It's completely free. Come out and see why Atlanta is one of the top comedy scenes in the country. And, you know, while you're on my website, there's also a link to my comedy class. So if you're looking... If you're a fan of comedy, looking to maybe gain a new understanding or appreciation for comedy, it's perfect for you. I also have people taking the class this upcoming session. I have a couple veterans that have already signed up, just looking to kind of you know create a new writing regimen, really just kind of refresh their comedy game. It's an eight-week course, and when you graduate, you will have a five-minute set ready for bookers, guaranteed. This past grad show... My biggest compliment was that everybody had their own voice and their own point of view, and everybody was funny as well. You know, it's tough to have all three. Some person may have their own point of view, and it's not funny. But in eight weeks, I guarantee you're going to graduate with a, a type five that's ready to send out into the world. You can be proud of and show your friends and family and bookers and whatever else you want to do with it. It's up to you, but come on out and have fun. Howarecomedy.com, you can register on there or... The link is also on my website, but the last three sessions have sold out. So even if you're thinking about it, just go to the website and at least reserve your spot now. Uh, Highwire also teaches sketch and improv. If you're into that, we have a 7,000-square-foot comedy complex that's incredible. It's over by Atlantic Station. It's a killer location. Just go check it out. They do shows every weekend throughout the weekend. And uh, just be a part of this Atlanta comedy movement because, you know, that's what we're doing here, and that's why you're listening this far into the outro, because you're a supporter of the movement. So thank you so much for doing that. And while you're listening, if you're still listening, you're clearly a fan, so, you know, 
Maybe leaving an iTunes review would be a cool thing to do, but that's either here nor there. We should go ahead and adjourn. But um, I just must first, of course, thank my engineer who just had a birthday, Amon Garner. Hit him up on Facebook if you'd like to have your audio sounding crisp and clean like hot breath. Amon Garner's the man behind the machine. And, of course, my lovely fiancé, Aaron Rodgers. I have thanked her at the end of every episode for making the theme song, so I guess that is now a theme of its own, me thanking her at the end of every episode. So, thank you. Some people have asked her about making theme songs. Hit her up on social media, at Erin A. Rogers. She may hook you up with one as well. But, you know, I think we made, we made some big strides with this interview. I was super proud of it, and just the information that we were all able to learn from this. And that's the whole point of Hot Breath. If you're have any questions about sponsorship or anything, hit me up on social media. Come see me at my show at Java Monkey on Wednesdays in Decatur at 8.30, or maybe I'll just see you around. But the one thing I do know is until next Monday, this has been Hot Breath. Yeah, hey man, like you should definitely um take advantage of those those um situations that I told you about doing it um take uh, the presidential election. Dude, that's yeah, I'm thinking that I'm telling you that's platinum. I think it ain't been done in a long time either.